Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game Byte Show podcast for January the 25th, 2017. Good evening. My name is LeGrand. I'm here tonight with Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, LeGrand. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? Good. Good. Doing okay. Good, good. And Dale. Hey, Dale. Yeah. Yeah, what's up? Uh, nothing. Just hanging out on a Wednesday night. Uh, got an early flight, and uh, that totally rhymed. I tried to make that rhyme too, but rhyme. You ruined it right at the end. You blew it. Rhyme doesn't rhyme with right or flight. You're hanging out Wednesday night. Uh, you got an early flight. <laughs> so of course you're going to be taking some video games with you, right? Uh, I guess. You got to plan for that. You got to plan ahead. Always take your video games. <sighs> if I had a switch, I'd take that on the plane and and prop it up on its kickstand on my little uh, tray table. Can you imagine, like, sitting in the middle seat and, like, flinging your arms around, like, doing some stuff and, like, guys... <laughs> oh, don't, want, don't mind me. I'm just milking a cow over here. Yeah, exactly. No big deal. Hey, buddy. And the guy next to me. Hey, guy. You want to you wanna milk a cow with me? Here. Boop. I pop off the controller, sling it over to him. He's like, hey, man, this is pretty fun. Wow. And then you, like, dunk a chain hoop basketball and, like, that's it. You're living the dream. I think I'm going to get a Switch just so I can have it on my trips. Boom. There's another rhyme, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those, like, rhythmic rhymes. It's like a fakey yeah. rhyme. Yeah, it's not a real rhyme, no. Um, but yeah, I really... Uh, I mean, I don't know why. It's because my, my laptop is not very good for gaming. So I usually have 3DS and Vita games, which isn't right. a bad thing. But uh, to have a Switch with, like, I don't know, a full-on Zelda game? Legend of Zelda? Pretty awesome. Heck yeah. Yeah. And I've got a lot of traveling this year, so... I think I might. I think I might get one. Just so you'll be running out of battery all over our great land. Wait, did you say you're gonna get a Vita and a Switch? Or are you gonna get a Switch? I have a, I have a Vita. I have a Vita. Oh, okay, all right. I wasn't. I wasn't clear on that. No. I think really, I'm if you have a, a Vita, you kind of have a Switch. So, yeah, yeah. Which means I really don't need a Switch. <laughs> but you right. do you need to play Skyrim coast to coast. Dude, I would love to play Skyrim on the freaking Switch. Like, I know people have talked about, like, oh, Skyrim. They kind of make fun of it. No, I've been playing Skyrim you know? lately. It's a good game. Yeah, dude, but if I could play it on the Switch, like I will buy that game again to play on the Switch for sure. Do they have an NVIDIA Shield that um, is all self-contained and everything? Because, I mean, you could, couldn't you just get Skyrim on that? It's not a PC, though. It's an Android device. All of them are Android? I think. I don't think it has PC architecture in it, does it? x86 stuff? I think they mostly actually do like streaming from Steam, right? Is that's that... yeah. Well, I think you stream from the Nvidia um, GeForce Experience the GeForce. app. I think okay. that's the what actually powers it. Okay. So if you've got in-flight, you know, go-go internet or whatever, you could conceivably. Oh, you ain't streaming nothing on that. You'd be living the full crappy experience. You'd be crap up and crap down and crap on every side. But you, you don't need to stream though. You just need to. Well, I guess you have to because you can't save a copy locally, can you? Yeah. Nah, man. Oh well. Oh well. Switch. Yeah, switch broke it that. Is. Yeah, the switch is our solution. It's yeah. it's just the it's the future, guys. I mean, it's time to accept reality. I, I suppose. If Nintendo can accept reality, so can we. Mhm. Mhm. Well, speaking of reality, uh, we've played some real video games this week. That's what we talk about on Wednesdays: is video games we've been playing. So, um, who all wants to go first today? That is what we do. You know, it's been a while since I've gone first. I might as well get my stuff out of the way here. Do, do it. Oh! You guys, now you have to kiss. Jinx. Yeah. Big poke. You'll so, uh, th this week I actually have kind of a potpourri. This was not really a focused gaming week for me. Uh, I sort of ended up just kind of like browsing around and I picked stuff randomly. 
And on my PlayStation 4, I started playing The Last of Us Remastered, which is still awesome, and in fact, kind of better than I remembered, actually, like, weirdly. I don't know if anyone would ever say about The Last of Us is better than I remembered. Um, but I sort of sat down and... You didn't like it before? Did you like it before? No, I liked it fine. It was great, but, like... Did you finish it before? I, yeah, I did, and I would do a lot of, like, restarting, you know, how it keeps those save points kind of at the beginning of little engagements, and I was, like, dying all the time, and just stuff would never really go that well, but I would kind of have fun despite of it. I, I, and I don't know what happened this time, but I'm kind of like Rambo now. I am, like, capping dudes from across the way, and... How far you know, into it have you gotten... So the last time I, I went through it, I think I got to, um, I was in Philadelphia, I think, because that's the part after, no, I, actually, we, we got to the part where there were the, where, where you meet Sam and Henry, I don't know if you... At the dock, or at the yeah, dam. Kind of the, the, yeah, exactly. And so I got or the through, water, the I, electricity place. Right? Well, there's there's that, and then there's the sniper area that you go to, the little town with the the dogs that are there, and then there's the guy that you kind of have to oh yeah keep up on with the sniper rifle. Yeah, and that's got a like a pretty crazy part of the yeah, after that, right? Yeah, I don't exactly. Think I've ever made exactly. it that far. Yeah, no, and uh, and then there after that, you know, you go to you get to the kind of the the Mountain West area, and, you know, because it's a whole cross country thing. Spoilers for The Last of Us if you care about like this stuff. Anyway, uh, and I like didn't die. I mean, maybe a couple of times, but I never had any real sticky points that I that I got stuck at, and I was like really loving it. It was really great, and uh, I just somehow I just randomly sat down and started playing it, and I just played it for like three hours straight and kicked butt the entire time. Um, I kind of want to go through and try the... Uh, I don't know if people are still playing that multiplayer, but I'm kind of thinking, LeGrand, now's the time for us to get in. <laughs> nah, man. Yes. Well, my, my boy's been playing Uncharted 4 multiplayer because he finished Uncharted 4. Maybe, maybe I should play with him. Maybe yeah, we actually win. He was doing actually really good. I'm like he was like number like top guy on his team. Dang. I'm like I wonder, I'm like I wonder who else is playing this if my nine year old is like schooling everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but I know he's pretty good at games. I don't know. Yeah. So played The Last of Us Remastered. Really enjoyed that, and I may go back and even finish it. Uh, that is a that is a great game. It's as good as everyone always said it was. Uh, re- really looking forward to The Last of Us Two in like 2021 or whenever it comes out. Part two. <laughs> Yeah, Last of Us Part Two. Dude, I, I need to play the DLC for Last of Us. That's what I want to. Uh, which through. is also really good and really short too, and and it's like really rewarding. I think like you can you can do that in mm. a couple hours, and it's worth it. I should do that. Um, the other thing I played this week was the Battleborn Winter Update. So you guys remember my Game Bite Show Game of the Year 2016 Battleborn? Um, still really good, and they're still doing a lot of updates for it. Believe it or not, like I think that Gearbox has basically planned out their entire life cycle for this game. And, you know, rain or shine, uh, players or no players, they are releasing... Money or not. Yeah, money or not. Profitability or no. Exactly. no players and no profitability. (laughs) Exactly. You know, ten years ago, we had Steve Jobs and Johnny Cash (laughs) and whatever else, and now we've got Battleborn. Uh, But Battleborn, uh, Gearbox released the winter update for Battleborn, so I jumped back in. In fact, that was the Game Bite Show video stream of the week. Uh, Not not one of those Gaiden side story... Uh, Heroes of the Storm streams that you may have seen, but the, the real big boy Game Bite show stream where we lose our butts uh, like repeatedly <laughs> over and over. Um, oh, so, I I died. I lost uh, two out of three games last night on really? the stream. Oh, that, so. That's good. See, that's the real experience. Then. It wasn't my fault though. No, but it was that, the that Game Bite show. That's also style. that's exactly how it works. That's <laughs> perfect. 
Uh, so yeah, check out Legrand's here. I didn't Storm do it. Screen. The guy's in prison. Like it wasn't me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, so we played uh, Oscar Mike versus the Battle School, which is one of the new... So I guess I should talk about what, what Gearbox is actually doing. So they're continuing to release characters. Uh, the newest character is Beatrix, who is sort of a... She's like kind you of have like to buy a... the characters? What's that? You have to buy the characters? Uh, well, so the thing is, so they've... All the characters before, one of the big complaints about Battleborn was you had to unlock them all. And now they have unlocked all of the original 25 characters, so you don't have to, you know... You don't have to actually play the game to unlock them anymore, which I think is a good decision and probably too late. Um, but that's cool. Uh, they have added a draft mode for multiplayer. For the multiplayer modes, you can choose which characters. So basically the way I do it is whoever kicked my butt in the last round, that guy gets banned uh, in the next round. And I get to get my butt kicked by somebody new. So it gives Like you the a, character or the player? The character, the character. So you, you draft... You ban- oh. Yeah, so it does this thing where you alternate choosing and... and uh, just sort of like in Dota, you know, or in, or in any of those games where you pick characters mm-hmm. that are ineligible to, to play. Um, so you basically oh, ban the people who ganked you last time and then you get ganked by somebody new the next round. That's how that works. It, it just adds variety in your ganking. The, the, the way that you do that, the way that you solve that is you just get better at the game? No. Um, no. Or you play a better game. I don't no know. No way. Jeez, nobody does that. Nobody does that. The game uh, by show crew does not play to win. Yeah, it's just exactly. the rule. We, we play to, just to, I don't know, to stream it. We, we play we play to lose, basically, is how, <laughs> is how it works. Uh, they also added some uh, training modes, uh, a dojo to, to go through and to try to test out the, the powers and the abilities on any given character. Um, there was an AI mode that they actually had a dedicated AI mode for a little while, but I think it was a limited time thing. But you can, we actually found out, if you play uh, private mode with friends, if, if you have one other friend who plays Battleborn, which, listen out there, if you are listening to this show, you have at least one friend playing Battleborn, and it's me. I have exactly one. Hit me up, yeah. and we'll play Battleborn, I promise. Uh, I, I seriously don't know anyone else who even bought that game. It's uh, it's kind of a shame. It's really too bad. It's it's a really excellent game. Uh, they made some updates to the user interface stuff. Um, they've made changes to the loot packs. If you're playing on PlayStation 4, they actually added PS4 Pro support, so you can actually choose between 1080p at 60 frames per second or 4K <laughs> at 30 frames per second, which is pretty... I mean, that's, you know... Maybe, for, for, maybe for after I'm finished with uh, Metroid Prime federation force uh maybe i'll give that a go that would be (laughs) you would be living the true jeremy lawman lamont experience at that point uh so so we did play that and battleborn is still good still getting better um i don't know if they're still moving toward a rumored free to play model or you know free to start or some sort of tiered mode with that uh, again, you know, Battleborn still deserves uh, a better chance. I'm not sure that it'll ever get it. If they did, it would get the Evolve. Everyone would check it out for like a, for a few days, like Evolve, yeah. and then it would just go away. Yeah, I'm you know, afraid. you got to wonder too, because I've been thinking about this. Uh, I-, I wonder if Battleborn was not some sort of test case for like Borderlands Three. And I mean, they've got to be thinking like. I always wondered why it wasn't just a Borderlands game. Well, but what I'm saying is, like, they've got to be like, thank God we didn't release Battle Bo- uh, Borderlands Three instead of Battleborn. But I think that. I, but I think if it, it was, if it was, if it was, yeah, it was Borderlands. People were like, oh, sweet, a new Borderlands game. This is cool. Yeah, like, totally I think it would have the IP behind it. I don't know. It. I don't know if it would have. It lo- see, but... to me, it looks like it's too similar to Borderlands to not be Borderlands. I, I sort of think that it's got... I agree. It, it's got what I want from Borderlands 3, which is more... Ex- kind of the same things that I wanted from Metroid Prime Federation Force. Like, more expanded environments. Like, get off that dustball planet. Show me some of the futuristic stuff that they've got in the world of Borderlands. 
Um, and they do that in Battleborn, but you know nobody wanted to play it. So uh, well, they wanted Borderlands Three. Yeah, exactly. I think Dale's onto something here. I completely agree. Could be Borderlands Three would have been successful if it was Battleborn gameplay and format, and but with the Borderlands, Borderlands characters. Yeah, because it's basically the same thing, right? Instead, we got uh, Tales from the Borderlands, which also was good. Oh yeah, that game. Uh, speaking of free-to-play updates, the uh, third thing that I kind of grazed on was Atlas Reactor, which I think I've talked about briefly at some point in the past, which is the kind of turn... Like, if you can imagine XCOM as a quick-paced, turn-based... Quick-paced, turn-based, we're all about the rhymes again. Um, squad sort of uh, special abilities game. And uh, that actually has now gone to a full free-to-play model, which is pretty neat. They've added some new characters. Bryn, the Sky Warden, who's sort of this armored valkyrie chick she's pretty cool her armor includes these high heels which uh you know it's pretty standard issue for video games but uh, it looks pretty good like i think i think she's a pretty interesting character uh they've also changed the uh, economy they've added a new uh kind of currency that you can use the game itself is still good and, and basically if it lets you play the game without having to shell out a lot of money i think it's a really great development uh, they've also added uh, kind of some temporary game modes, uh, kind of like they're doing over in Overwatch with the Capture the Flag thing they're doing for Chinese New Year, uh, which I think, you know, why not? That's cool. It kind of lets you go back and play the game that you've got in kind of a fresh and new way, which is uh, which is pretty neat. And, uh, of course, now you'll be able to buy freelancer characters. Those are the those are the main hero characters that you can you can get, so they're adding a uh, actual monetary value to those and uh, basically letting people... Is this game on consoles? No, it's not. It's PC only. And I don't know that they actually have any plans to bring it to consoles. It would probably work alright. I mean, XCOM worked fine on console, but this is PC only as far as I'm aware. Uh, it is through Tryon, so you have to install their sort of weird launcher thing, even if you do it through Steam. Steam launches the Tryon launcher, which is kind of dumb, but... What other games is yeah, Tryon? Yeah, Tryon. What does that sound familiar? Uh, Tryon also does um, Smite. They also do... Um, Rift. They did Rift. Oh. Yeah, Rift. Wait, how many games too. like this are they going to make? They got like a billion of these. Uh, aren't they thing. also... Who, who is it who did Paladins? Am I thinking... Uh, did, yeah, that's them too. That's not these guys. Yeah. That's them too, yeah. And, and actually also, uh, Tryon has another game list. that my kids have been playing on the PlayStation 4 lately called um it's kind of a minecrafty thing called trove oh dude yeah my kids have been playing that crap trove. yeah that's try on two like it reminds I, me of roblox and i don't like it yeah, or, oh, yeah exactly. arch, arch age <laughs> uh yeah yep that, arch age, whatever, that defiance that was them yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah they're like secretly very prolific like weirdly with a bunch of mid-tier games that, you know, hopefully is bringing them... Paladins is high-res studios. Okay. That's, that's uh, right. That's high-res, right. yes. Yeah, that's I was right. thinking... Because you said Smite, and that's actually high-res also. Yeah. Oh, see, you know what? I'm getting I'm getting Tryon and, and high-res like, mixed okay, up. Okay, that makes, that makes a little bit Isn't Smite and Paladins the same thing? Oh, Paladins is more like Overwatch, right? But it's the same company. Like and they also yeah. did um, Tribes Ascend, or... Was that what it was called? Tribes Ascend? Yeah, Tribes. Yeah, they did the Tribes. That game. was a really cool game, but I don't... Th- yeah, I like Tribes. People... Just didn't play it for very long, apparently. So then very last, I did play also one brand new game. Well, new to me. It was released uh, earlier in 2016 on mobile. It's on Android and iOS, and it's called Chrome Death. And it is a single-button game of driving escape. Yeah, basically. Like, kind of, I guess, sort of. Like, if you can imagine something like River or or, or, uh, Retro City Rampage, or like... um, like Punch Club. Remember how I talked about Punch Club a while ago and it's kind of got this like purposely pixely like 
80s nostalgia kind of thing going for it. This is kind of like that, and it's a very, very super simple game. All it is is you have a car that drives, and it kind of looks like Grand Theft Auto top-down, like the old-school ones, and you come to intersections, and you just have to tap the left side or the right side of the screen to get past police barricades. And in some cases, you might go one way or the other way. You can choose. Sometimes, like, you're totally closed off and have to go a certain way, and they fire a rocket at you at every single intersection. And basically, if you tap wrong, your car explodes. Um... And that's looks like it. Spy Hunter. Kind, kind of. Like. like, it looks a little like that, and it plays just like all you're doing is like a very simple rhythm game, like tap, 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 and trying to get past these blockades, and usually you'll die pretty quickly. There's a normal mode and an expert mode, and it's pretty strict on the timing. Uh, and it sounds really simple and kind of dumb to hear about it, but I found myself just going back and like, ah, I'm going to restart, and then playing again. Uh, and it has kind of a real simple uh, free-to-play in-app purchase kind of thing where you can buy new cars or whatever, and it's almost like a throwaway thing, like, who cares? But it has kind of a fun soundtrack, like, a, again, sort of a Punch Club-style, you know, rock and retro sort of soundtrack, uh, and uh, just kind of looks good, and it works, and I don't know, I kind of keep playing Chrome Death, so it's free, so try it out on your mobile Android or Apple device of your choice. And that's what I've been playing Okay. Thanks. Uh, you want to go next, Dale? Wicked. Next, you're next on the list. Uh, yeah, might that? as well. Um, so I've, over the last week, I've, in fact, all this year so far, um, I think the three weeks that we've been doing it this year, I've, I've basically been trying to just kind of focus on one thing um, to the point where I either finish it or get my fill of it or whatever. And this week, I had actually planned on starting up uh, Fire Emblem Awakening. And, huh. But then... I like, I don't know, I guess I was just thinking about DS or whatever, 3DS, and I remembered, oh, I, I got that Crimson Shroud uh, thing that I, oh, yeah. um, you know, never never really got too deep into or anything. And so so what this is, is a few years ago, uh, probably two or three years ago now, um, it was like level five, um, the, uh, you know, famous Japanese developer, they did this thing called the Guild series, and they did two of these like sort of little mini series of a few games each, right? So there was Guild Zero One and Guild Zero Two. And um, some of the other games in the series you, you probably heard of, like Attack of the Friday Monsters and uh, I don't remember what, what the other Bugs ones were. Bugs vs. Tanks. Yeah. Uh, Weapon Shop de Omase. Okay, yeah, and, and Crimson Shroud is, is one of these. And I don't think they're in any way really interconnected. They're it just kind of... They, they all share the... the thing of being um sort of you know kind of small scale um indie-esque sort of thing and so what crimson shroud is it's uh it's basically it's you can you can sum it up pretty easily by saying it's it's a game that's directed by yatsumi masuno matsuno from um Final Fantasy Tactics, Final Fantasy 12, the tactics. Uh, tactics Ogre and Ogre yeah. Battle series. I think he he's my other senpai. Yes, um, yeah, he's he's definitely mine. Uh, he's probably my overall favorite Japanese developer. I guess if you, well, you know, maybe aside from Kojima, I don't know. But if you boil them all into one person, right? Like the way that the, <laughs> the way that PR does, you know, like they just throw the one guy up, you know. So you got like Miyamoto or somebody. Or like um, Sakaguchi <laughs> from Final Fantasy, um, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe maybe Kojima has a better 
batting average than Matsuno, but I, I do certainly like his games. Vagrant Story is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, this one is it's it's actually presented to you in like the mem the the art and the menu systems and everything are very reminiscent of Tactics Over Let Us Cling Together, the uh, PSP game, the so PSP good. revamp of that game, which is really good. Um, but it has like a very similar menu system and stuff. But what what this one is is it's kind of like a it's like someone took a tabletop uh, role playing game campaign complete with like the little dungeon environments and like miniatures for your characters and dice and everything and then made that into a video game so you proceed through uh this relatively constrained dungeon um of like room corridor room sort of design and you have three characters in your party um and they, they never change or anything it's like you got your main guy jock who's uh kind of sword and board knight dude you got lippy who is your kind of ranger bow guy and then you Fox, have save uh, me you have freya who is your uh <laughs> your your wizard your mage character right and is, is um, that the girl that has a sweatshirt that's just too small for her yeah that's that like entirely too at? small <laughs> yeah, yeah totally uh but and and there's I, I get they're not entirely static but like they don't they don't animate but they do sometimes change poses from like scene to scene, um, as though you had like several different models for each character in your in your board game campaign. It, it kind of looks a little bit like the characters have little bases on them too, like they're little pieces. Oh yeah, right? totally. Like so, yeah. so it kind of looks a little like we've talked in the past about the go, uh, you know, like Hitman and. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Hitman Go style. Yeah, th- like those kinds of things. Right? Or like the uh, Warhammer 40k miniatures that I've been making and, and painting lately. Yeah, yeah. They, they're they're based and you know static and, and flock and that sort of thing. And and you also roll dice in this game, just like you would in a D and D campaign. You got like your four sided dice and your eight sided, a ten sided, twelve sided, twenty sided dice. Uh, so like anytime you go to, Weird. um, you don't do it for every single thing that you do, like for every time you swing your sword or whatever, but for like a lot of the abilities that like, um, they'll have you like roll some dice and then you kind of add up what the dice came to. And then you add that to like some base number and that becomes like the amount of MP that you recover that turn or whatever it is. Um, you also, uh, sometimes when things go off in, in battle, like you, you get like a combo of um, the the when like the elements line up just right because you know somebody casted water and then somebody else casted lightning and it, that synergy went off. Sometimes you'll be awarded uh, dice that you can like then add to a damage or accuracy total for the next time you go to attack and things like that. So it's I mean it's very sort of pen and paper trappings um, and it actually kind of carries over the sort of the way that like a DM in one of those games would kind of unfold the story to you as you go along. So it's like you move from room to room and the first thing that happens is like, you get like some, some text across the screen. that's like you walk into the room and you see that there's a chest and the chest is locked, but it may be trapped, you know? And then like, so your, your rogue guy comes over and checks for traps or whatever. Um, Stuff like that. They present the story as you go along and it's, it's you can tell it's a Matsuno joint because um, the world is it's like drenched in like all this kind of like lore and history stuff yeah yeah and political factions and and all this stuff that stuff that nobody actually ever understands it's all, it's all right? there like um, 
it's, it's sort of like in medias res, you know, like it, like this whole world is going on around you and you're just kind of like dropped into the middle of it. And they, they explain some of it, but it's it's all just kind of there for effect to kind of sell the world, even though you're only seeing this like one little corner of it. Right. I have to say one of the appeals to me of Matsuno's games is just trying to follow the lore, oh, like oh, just totally. trying to keep it straight. Like I never really, really succeed, but oh, well, I enjoy trying. A lot of times the localization doesn't help. <laughs> but like with with uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, for instance, the War of the oh, Lions yeah. version is is a, a pretty good attempt. Uh, the localization for that is outstanding, but it's still just like completely Byzantine. Try to, to try I, I to follow. I think there are the still like contentiousness about like what is actually happening at certain points in that. Oh, plot. Yeah. Like I, oh, I think there are still things that are unresolved. Like people don't actually know. <laughs> even yeah, on. even with the retranslation, there are still kind of yeah. like points that are not completely elucidated i guess um and you know same thing goes with like vagrant story or, or tactics ogre or whatever um but, but yeah and it, so it's got all of that stuff that you you would like about one of his games um and it's even got a pretty cool uh, character development system which i one of my things about rpgs and i, I certainly have played a lot of them is that i sometimes wonder um, if it's not a failing of, of the genre or, or video games in particular, that the only ways we really have to indicate character growth and progression are like these kind of arbitrary ideas of experience points and like gaining a level. And for some reason, it kind of makes sense if you want to talk about increasing your strength because like, you know, it's feasible that you could work out and get stronger and be able to hit somebody harder after having done that right but it doesn't always make a lot of sense that you know you could within the space of 10 minutes <laughs> gain, right, sure gain a lot of strength whatever it is you know um so you don't gain experience points in this game and you don't just um magically get better at doing anything the way that your characters develop it actually depends on um the gear that you find so you find a sword that's it's just a better sword is all right you don't actually if you're just fighting with the same sword forever you're never going to get any more effective um until you get a better sword right, right. so it's kind of like those people that do um soul level one runs of the souls games or something like that where you're depending basically entirely on um the bonuses that your equipment gives you which is a little more believable than experience bonuses i think right um, at least at the scale that a lot of games use it. Uh, and, but what that also does is it kind of makes it tricky to proceed in the game at times because if you get to a location where the monsters are tougher, just because just by virtue of being there doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to survive. <laughs> I think you kind of need to make sure that you're looting enough uh, and, and thereby grinding, I guess, these kind of random encounters enough uh, to make sure that you have the loot that's going to enable you to defeat the boss in the, uh, the next floor down the dungeon. Um, so I think that's kind of cool. I'm always up for like an alternative character development system as long yeah, as it's, for sure. it kind of makes sense, right? Um, the one thing I'll say about this game is that it's, with all the dice rolling and stuff, it, it it's kind of slow to play. So like one combat encounter... Um, if you were playing something like Final Fantasy, uh, one just regular old combat encounter might take like 60 seconds, right? Right. It's right. going to be more like five minutes in this game. Oh, um, no. 
Yeah, so it's kind of a drag uh, how you have to... Every time you use the ability, you got to roll the dice, and it takes a few seconds for the dice animation, and, you know, and it's just... You overall, it's just kind of... Right? It's I mean, just a little a bit button. sluggish. No, you can't. You can't really no. skip. Um, oh, man. You can't skip the dice rolling. Uh, but you don't have to do it for everything, but you do have to do it every time for certain skills. Right. Um, and so it, it just it kind of drags a little bit um, because of that. But overall, I think it's a pretty cool idea, and um, I kind of want to finish it. I, I I think I'm probably three quarters of the way through it. But then I, wow. I understand there's a new game plus mode to get like the real ending. So I'll forget that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna. I don't know if I want to do that. You know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Crimson Shroud. It's uh, it's pretty cool. I think it's like sweet. Five or seven bucks or something on the eShop for 3DS. Oh, that's it. Yeah, it's because it, it, it's meant to be pretty short. Like I've, I've got like five and a half hours on my game clock, and I tend to play games pretty slow. So you know, your average forum poster has probably beat it in like half an hour or something. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's one I was always kind of interested in. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll watch a video of somebody playing it. <laughs> oh yeah, that sounds like a good right idea. On. Well, Legrand, yeah. what has been uh, up your sleeve this week? Uh, I've been playing uh, two games. Well, plus Heroes of the Storm. Mm, yes. Ah, um, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, first of all, I, I hooked up my Wii U uh, just because, I don't know, the Switch was announced or whatever. <laughs> so I hooked up my Wii U to play some Nintendo games. And uh, I've been playing Xenoblade Chronicles X. And I've had this for... I bought it for Christmas in 2015. Um and I've kind of like put it in and played it for a little while, and then like, and by a little while I mean like thirty minutes, and then turned it off. And uh, recently I started it up again, and uh, I've been playing it quite a bit this last week. So I probably put in maybe I don't know eight hours, six to eight hours maybe of it. That's not total. bad. Um, which is pretty good for me. And it, it's a it's an it's an RPG game. It's got um, I don't know the, the premise is that you uh, were. Earth was attacked, and you left, and these bad guys destroyed Earth, and you flew away and crash-landed on another planet, and now you're trying to make a go at it. Um, and so you are a a dude who's uh, trying to do that, and you work for a, you you wake up in a in a um an, an escape pod or whatever, and you make your way to the city that's called New Los Angeles, and uh, you um yeah start working in society basically. And that's the that's how the game is right now for me at least. You you take on quests and you do little jobs around town and you go out to survey the world to kind of find out you know what's going on on this planet. And uh, meanwhile, you start meeting up with bad guys that have bad intentions for humanity. And oh, man. it's up to you to, to to figure all that out. But uh, it's a really really complicated um, RPG that kind of plays along in real time. So uh, the gameplay is. It's not turn-based um, like a. Um, it's not turn-based like a Final Fantasy, seven or whatever. But it's also not quite like Final Fantasy twelve. Um, you have like an action bar at the bottom of your screen with abilities that kind of go on cooldown, um, and then you kind of cycle through them and use them at opportune times. Um, and a lot of them are position-based, and so you like have may have an ability that does more damage from the side, or one that does more damage from behind, or whatever and there's several different classes that you can choose from and it's kind of you can change your class whenever you want uh, there's ranged and melee weapons like so my character has both ranged and melee and i can switch between them at will depending on what the situation needs um 
And all of the encounters are not... They're just like enemies out in the field. I was it's a ask huge you that, world. It was like you switched to a battle screen, but I guess you just... No, it's it's all open. And, and the thing is, is that right now in the game, uh, most of what I'm doing is running around and surveying the world and exploring and going on these little odd job quests and things like that. And so uh, the enemies are mostly just the indigenous life forms of this of this planet. And You know what's what's interesting about this game? Uh, and I, I guess, Legrand, you may probably know, having been playing it and everything. Um, but I, so when they announced the Xenogears Chronicles 2 or Xenoblade Chronicles 2 rather for the Switch, I was, I was kind of curious. So I was like looking into like what games are out. Cause I know I've heard the name Xenoblade a few times. I was like, well, they, there's like the Xenoblade that was on the Wii and then there was like Xenoblade on 3DS. What was that? You know? And so I come to find out the one on 3DS is Xenoblade Chronicles. It's just 3D or whatever. But it's the same as this one, right? No, no. Right? So that one is oh. a remake of the <laughs> Wii one, and this one ah. is completely different. It's yeah, like not like even. A... It's not the same game at all. Oh really? Yeah. I, I thought they were somehow all related. I thought or they were all the all... same game. I thought I thought it was literally you the same game. Thought they were getting game Kingdom Hearts three times, but no. The Xenoblade Chronicles and Xenoblade Chronicles 3D is the same game, like ported to the 3DS. Whereas Xenoblade mm-hmm. Chronicles X is a completely different thing different planet it's like different world different characters everything's different huh so that kind of yeah like blew i, I really mind. had no idea it seemed like when the the one came out for the wii like everyone that was like the hot game like it was like really hard to find it was then, real late in the wii's life wasn't it yeah, yeah and to the point where they like actually re-released it or something because it was selling for like 180 dollars on ebay or whatever and so nintendo re-released it into to gamestop and they started selling it again or whatever. right i remember hearing about that yeah it was yeah, one yeah. of those games yeah um, and then the 3DS version, which is, by the way, only playable on the new 3DS. Right. Uh, which is Dumb. lame. But it's like the it. only game that requires it. Yeah. How's, the, how's the performance on that, by the way? Is that... Uh... It's great. Yeah, it's it runs really well. Um, I doubt it's full-on 1080p, but it looks it looks clean. It looks great. It, it performs... You know, at a, at a good frame rate, I don't haven't had any problems from a technical side of it. I was just thinking of uh, Breath of the Wild kind of coming in a little choppy, and probably on Wii U it won't have quite the right. performance. Right, yeah, and, and th- this is a very, very open world. Like, you basically, you leave, like, New Los Angeles, and you're out in the world, and there's no loading screens unless you fla- unless you fast travel. Um, and so you'll get a little bit of pop-in here and there as you kind of uh, approach new areas. And by pop-in, I mean, like... Um, Mostly of what I've noticed is like enemies popping in, not so much environment things. I think the environment's been pretty subtle um, as far as fading in or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's been, yeah, it's it's a pretty cool game. It's a, you know, got a sci- you know a sci-fi flair to it. Um, and uh, yeah, it just seems like a really cool world to explore. And right now it's just kind of like, you know, a lot of world building, not a lot of action going on, not a lot of, you know, real story aside from you just discovering the planet and kind of figuring things all out. Right. And so as you're traveling around, it's like, I'm not fighting like the big baddie or any of his cronies. Like they've come up like maybe once uh, other than that, it's more like, Oh, the indigenous life forms might be hostile to you. Uh, but in most cases, as you're running around, like the, an- the, the, the animals and stuff, they won't fight you unless you attack them. Uh, there's certain ones that are aggressive to you, but other ones are not. And you can basically run around the whole map and avoid, so, you know, the encounters. Do you have a you big wanted. mech in this game? I think you get one. They're called Skell, I think. Okay. But I haven't gotten that far yet. So, I don't know yet. Because, do you ever play Xenogears? <laughs> uh, a long, I mean, that was a PS1 game, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, 
I kind of dabbled in it. I didn't actually play. So through. in Zeno Gears, I mean, I mean, obviously the series are not really at all related, other than there's just also Zeno Saga. Some sort of they the have this too. weird like spiritual relation between them, and they all start with zero Zeno in the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Zeno Zeno Blade or Zeno Gears rather. Everyone had a giant gear, which was the the mechs, which were really cool. And then uh, Zeno saga like i never really ended up playing any of those i don't know i played i played the first one of that i almost beat the first one but there was like what three episodes of that or whatever yeah and they were all they were like full games they were all 80 hour rpgs basically yeah they were like ridiculous that was like college game like pre-marriage game (laughs) yeah that was uh, so the first time i went to japan for study abroad i i ended up buying a while i was there i got a japanese ps2 and i got then zeno saga was one of the games that i picked up um and it was it turned out to be just like way too too advanced at that point so i never got too yeah. far into it um it's pretty hardcore and it was a, it was very very story driven there was lots of really long cutscenes in it that made you want to fall asleep now those cutscenes <laughs> that that game was actually a lot more explicitly tied to zeno gears because in the beginning of Xenosaga, they they had like found the Zophar or whatever it was, the artifact from the. I, I can't Gears believe game. you remember this, dude. This was like <laughs> twenty years ago. <laughs> I remember lots of stupid stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember yeah. any of that. No, but anyway, Xenoblade Chronicles is good. I'm gonna keep playing it because it's a lot of fun. It's kind of I can lay in bed with the Wii U gamepad and kind of run around and do stuff. Uh, it does use the Wii U gamepad for certain things, so I can't completely do everything on it. Um, but I've been doing that, so it's cool. Uh, the other game I want to talk about really quick is a game called Overcooked. Uh, this is a game that has received a lot of awards last year from a variety of different you know, websites and podcasts and things. Um, it's a uh, co-op, um, not, I'm not going to say it's a puzzle game, but more of a, a really frenetic co-op uh, experience where you have to cook things. <laughs> and I've been playing it co-op. You can also play it single player, but it's up to four players, I guess. Um, and, uh, basically the premise is that the, uh, spaghetti monster is, has attacked earth and you need to cook food for him to appease him, but you're not a very good cook. So some, some guy sends you back in time so you can learn how to cook. And then you travel around the world learning how to cook and get into these zany, um, <laughs> locations and, you know, things where you have to. I don't know, cook for people. There's more story stuff. to that than I expected. I didn't think it was anything like that. That is the story. Yeah, it's really weird. And so you drive around on this little bus from level to level on this overworld map of sorts. And every time you beat a level, you get kicked over to the next one or whatever. Um, but uh, basically, the gameplay is that you are placed into a kitchen that's uh, going to be laid out in different ways. And there's always kind of like a, a catch to each of the kitchens where, uh, like one time I was on a ship and... And the uh, the kitchen was kind of rocking back and forth, and so the tables would slide around and kind of reconfigure the kitchen. But what you're doing is you get presented with a an order, and an order may be for soup, or it may be for a sandwich, it may be for a hamburger or whatever, and it has a list of ingredients. And so what you have to do is you know grab the whatever needs to be made for this thing, and then you have to prepare it, and then put it on a plate, and then deliver it. Um, and you're kind of working together to kind of make this all happen. So as you're getting the orders in, uh, you're cooking stuff and delivering it and getting points and getting tips and getting money. And then, you know, orders keep coming in. They start coming in faster. You have a certain time limit before you have to, they have to finish an order in. Um, and then a plate gets is dirty and you have to make sure you get the plate and wash it. And 
Um, and then all of a sudden, maybe something crazy might happen and the, and the, the map will change. So you have to kind of work around those things. And so the different um, parts of the game that are used, so like the place where you get, you get your ingredients from and the pre- preparation tables, which basically has a knife and you chop up like a something to chop up the lettuce or chop up you know, the onions for the soup or whatever. Uh-huh. And then the burners that are for cooking that are going to be in a different location. And so, um, for example, there was one map that I was playing on where there was two box trucks driving side by side. And one one side of the box truck had like all the cooking apparatuses and the other side had all the materials. And so periodically throughout the level, the box trucks would separate so you couldn't get between the two. And so you had to kind of prepare and you know, get your gear over to all the stuff onto one side, leave someone over there so they can cook everything and then prepare it all and deliver it all. Meanwhile, the other person's on the other end just kind of preparing all the food for the next time they come together where you can kind of meet and, you know, work. So so it's a little it's bit a really, like, a, like a value-added cooking mama kind of game. Like, like yeah. extra, extra stuff and like little challenges that they throw at you, but you still have to finally prepare something by the time you're done. Right, and, and you do it multiple times. So you have like basically each level is like five minutes long, and you have five minutes to prepare as much food as you can. Does this work? And... Does this game work at all single player? Or is it like it's all co op? Yeah, you can play single player, and I think the way they do single play, I, I only I played it with my wife, so I bought it with my wife, and I, I, I see no reason to play it single player. I'll just play it with. Yeah, that's kind of what I was wondering. Like but I, I think that the way they do it is that you have two avatars that you can play because, like I said, there's certain parts where you can't like Smash TV. access access certain areas, and so you basically will. You know, switch control to the other character, do his thing, and then switch control back. Hmm. Um, and then based on, so it's it's definitely not optimally played that way. I think it's way better played with people. And I watched um, some video of like people playing it with four players, and it looks like a super fun, you know, party game. I'd love to get you know a couple a couple couples together, so a couple husband and wives together. And what, so, what platform is this on? You're playing this on PC. I, I'm, I'm playing it on the Xbox One because that's one. what's hooked up to our main TV right now. So. Uh, it's actually the first Xbox One game that I've bought, aside from Halo. So there you go. That's cool. Uh, I have I have three Xbox One controllers because I have one for my PC. So oh, nice. All right. Uh, it seems like a really fun, frenetic like party game. Um, because and it gets a little frustrating because you're trying to compete to get the high score, and you're like the food's burning. Like, get the food, serve it. Because if you you know you have <laughs> right. to like do things in a in a timely manner. I'm like, oh, I need onions. Chop onions. Oh, I need I need this. Like, oh, you gotta make sure you wash the dishes, and you're all kind of trying to divvy up. Chopping broccoli. These but ultimately, raw. I'm chopping broccoli. <laughs> yeah. Well, ultimately, you kind of have to just you know. At, at the beginning, it was like, okay, my job is to cook and deliver, and uh-huh. your job is to cut cut food and give it to me so I can cook it. And eventually, you get to levels where. As the level changes, you have to adapt um, to take on different roles or just to kind of like, okay, well, we really need a plate cleaned and I'm busy doing this, so why don't you do that while I'm doing this? And you kind of like call out things. Um, and that's just with two players. It, get, it got really crazy. And I had to remind myself and my wife, like we were kind of getting, we, we were trying to like get the highest score on each level so we could, you know, just to get all the stars or whatever. Right. Um, because you get, a, you get a star rating at the end based on how well you do and so we were trying to get the highest, and at times we were like, you know, trying to get a little frustrated, like, oh man, if we would have only done this better. And, and you, you got to stop and remind yourself, you know, we're just, this game is meant to be <laughs> crazy and frenetic and fast paced. And um, it's so for some of the le- most of the levels, it took us a couple tries or two or three tries even um, to kind of really figure out a rhythm on how to proceed. Um, so yeah, it's a really awesome game. I bought it for, it's like 16 bucks or something like that. And I know there's some DLC that's available for it. 
uh, and some free DLC that they release for the holidays and things like that. So, um, yeah, I think okay. it's a really fun game to play with people. I wouldn't recommend playing it by yourself. It just seems like not as... I mean, there's Xenoblade Chronicles X to play by yourself, so I'd rather play that. Yeah. But, or Heroes of the Storm. I didn't even play that by myself. But, wow. yeah, so check it out. Overcooked. I know a lot of other shows and websites have talked to to death because it was you know a really popular game. More like over-talked. Over-talked. So, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Well, very good. Well, listeners, if you are looking for an activity that you can do by yourself or with friends, well, remember your friends here at the Game Bites Show, because, uh, you know, we're here doing some video gaming podcasts for you twice a week. As we discussed the uh, midweek show here, we've just finished talking to you about the games that we've been playing, but check back in, because we are cooking up in our little podcast kitchen a new delicacy for you at the top of the week. We're going to talk to you about the news of the week, the new releases, and a special topic of discussion. So come back and check us out. If you have any comments about the games that we've been playing or you'd like to share what you've been playing, you can reach out to us on Twitter. You can find us collectively at Game Bites Show. You can also find us individually. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. Find me at Legrand. And I am at Count Elmdor. And we've got our fourth man, buddy Jared Red Eye Dunn at R E D underscore I. And Jared, of course, is always out there doing some streaming. Uh, this past week, as I mentioned, we talked about uh, Battleborn and showed the new winter update and Oscar Mike versus the Battle School, which is a lot of fun. You can go find our uh, humiliating multiplayer loss, and then we come back and uh, kill it against the AI on, on the. Uh, on the Battle School, so check that out. Uh, if you want to look at all of our past stuff, you can find our archives over at youtube.com slash show. You can find all of this over at our website, www.gamebyteshow.com. From there, you can also subscribe. You can send spam to your friends, get them over there. Of course, they'll subscribe and join us in our little Game Bite Show family. Uh, we would certainly love to have them. Until next time, folks, this has been your Game Bite Show. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. See ya. Peace.